Hello, this is Andrew Pearce and it's Wednesday, December the 29th. It's another festive edition of my show. We've handpicked a selection of the best stories that feature some of our furry, four-legged friends. A care home in Hertfordshire has welcomed some unusual visitors. Three Shetland ponies called Pickles, Romeo and Oliver visited Foxhose Care Home near Hitchin, allowing bedbound residents to pet, hug and even take, take selfies with their new four-legged friends. Hannah Granger works at Foxhose Care Home and was there on the day and she joins me now. Hannah, what a lovely story. Whose idea was this? Well, I'm not entirely sure. Um, it was um, our event coordinator, uh, Melissa, who organised it. Um, I'm not sure if they reached out to us or vice versa, because they are a very, very local company to us. What was the reaction of, the, of, of your residents? Were they thrilled to see them? Well, um, beyond belief. Um, I mean, animal therapy as a whole, we have cats in the home um, for that purpose. Um, we have lots of dogs that come in regularly. But the, the ponies blew everybody away. Um, not a lot of work got done that day by myself. Um, oh. the, everything about them, the, the, the memories, it must have sort of, the, sort of all the sensory stimulation that it, it brought out of the residents yeah. because not everyone can express how they're truly feeling verbally. So. Sure, sure. And they've probably had a difficult 18 months, Hannah, because of COVID and restrictions on visitors and all the like. Yeah, they really have. And um, so it's trying to think of um, new, new ways to, to bring some joy to, to the residents because there still are so many restrictions on them um, being in, in a communal living environment. They can't just go out, go into shops, um, go into restaurants with their families. Not everybody's family lives locally anyway. And their families still have to uh, make appointments to see, to see their loved ones. So it's just trying to keep our re- residents stimulated every day, morning yes. and afternoon, and just think of new ways of doing it. And I think these, these, I think these three ponies are from the local equine service, Pixie and Pickles Adventures. So they're they are, used to yeah. do, they're used to doing things like this. I think, Hannah, aren't that's they? That's what they do. Yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. Do you think you'll get them back again? Have you? Ha- I mean, one hundred percent. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No, that was a definite. They they also want to use the the um, Foxholes venue, if you like, as um, a bit of a training ground because they take in they adopt Shetlands. Um, and then they train them up to become therapy ponies. And um, they said it's the perfect environment um, for those ponies in training. Which one was of the three Shetland ponies was your favourite, Hannah? Pickles, Romeo or Oliver? Oh, do you know what? They were all lovely, but... I think the general consensus maybe had to be Pickles. Um, apparently, P- Pickles is their um, most experienced pony, and um, they like to give her a day off, but they can't cause she cries if they oh. go off without her. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And so, and, and, and so they, they're, they're in their element, the ponies. It's a treat for them as much as it Absolutely. is for the residents. Yeah, completely in their element, yeah. What animals are you going to bring in next? Any thoughts? Well, res- co- staff are always bringing their dogs in on their day off, myself included. Okay. So who knows if we can get Shetland ponies in the home? I don't think there's any stopping us, is there? Maybe I we'll have to get some exotic animals in. Yeah, exactly. Well, H- Hannah, it sounds fantastic, <laughs> and um, and uh, and your residents are probably they're probably still on a high, aren't they? They are, and even our residents that 
their, their capacity is very limited, have actually remembered even four days later, today, oh. for example, and they're managing to tell their families about ponies that came into their rooms. I bet the families think it's amazing, don't they? Well, we have to inform them that they are, you know, it, the information they're receiving is correct. A pony did go sure. into their rooms. <laughs> yes, I bet they probably think, Mum must be making that up. How could a pony have got into <laughs> Mum's room? She's 90 after all. She's got confused. And then you have to say, yeah. actually, the pony did. Well, um, Hannah, what, what a lovely story. It really is a heartwarming story. Oh, thank and, you. Um, well done, you. And um, Foxhole, Foxhole's Care Home sounds pretty special to me. Oh, it is. And everyone here is special to us too, so... That's great. Well, that's Hannah Granger, who works at Foxhole's Care Home, and those ponies were called Pickles, Romeo and Oliver. Those Shetland ponies. So would you wear a scarf or even a jumper made from your dog's hair or somebody else's dog's hair? Andrew Devine specialised in spinning dog hair at her cottage in an Essex village. Now, the craft of spinning wool from dogs apparently is called Chiangora and dates back as far as prehistoric Scandinavia. Northern breeds of dogs apparently have downy undercoats, which they shed every year, and they're not coated in weatherproof wax. They therefore don't smell and are perfect for spinning. Andrew joins me now. So, Andrew, tell me more. What do you spin the wool on? Spinning wheel. You do? Yeah. It takes a while to... Uh, perfect it but it's fine once you you know you can do it It takes a while um any breed of dog can be spun by the way Um, right everything is washed and there's not a heart in there there's nothing living once you've got the fur so it doesn't matter you know it it's fine it will never smell again anyway and most of the fur i get anyway is quite clean when it comes right well now where do you get it from from customers who want something made from their, their, their own dogs. So they save the fur uh, right. by brushing. You get the undercoat out. The dog has the undercoat, but it also has the guard hairs, which give the lovely colours to the dog's fur. But they are prickly, so that's why we like it brushed out and you get the fine undercoat that spins lovely. Right. So to make, for instance, if I wanted, I don't have a dog, but if 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 I've got a, a, a dog I'm very fond of, if I, if I wanted you to make a scarf from her fur, how long would it take you to make it? And how much fur do you need? Well, I've only made one because I think okay. it's too hot to wear. Oh, but do you? That's scarf interesting. scarf is fine. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They're, they're about five, six, even ten times warmer than wool. It's far right. too hot. You couldn't keep them on for very long at all um but scarves you can line and scarves yeah. can be worn over something whereas garments to your skin or what is even if it's a fine undercoat in my yeah. opinion is too prickly that's interesting so what what do you tend what what do you tend to make and what so, do your customers ask you to make i make a dog i make dogs out of their dogs so i try to make the dogs look like their dogs they're about 12, 14 inches long. They're not small. They're a nice size. So yeah. if it's a retriever, it'll have floppy ears, look like a tree. They try to make the face look like the dog. And yeah. a shepherd will have pointed ears. So I make dogs. I also make cushions and hearts. Right. Which is lovely to keep. And it's not itchy at all. It's lovely right. to touch. Yeah. And how did you learn how to, to spin dog fur on a spinning wheel? Ah, I was taught years ago by... Um, a friend just to spin right. wool and yeah. then I had two cocker spaniels saved their fur for some reason didn't want to you know throw it away 
And I thought, oh, I'll try that out. And it was lovely, even though it looked like rope. Because it was my dog's fur, I was really pleased with it. And I thought, oh, I love that. So now I've perfected it so I can spin really fine. Do you see? Which is much yes. nicer. And I thought right. other people probably like that. So that's why I, I asked a friend if she would like something made. Yeah. She loved it. I made a cushion for her. Um, and that's how it's gone on. And I have customers all over the world. I simply love what I do. You have to have a passion. How nice. Because it does take a lot of your time up. Now, yeah. for a scarf, I actually use, for, for Michelle, I use 10, I, I asked for 10, well, I got 10 ounces. And um, I suppose it took, see, there's, there's different processes. You don't just spin it and knit it. You, you card it first so all the hairs go the same way, align, so that it's able to spin on a spinning wheel. Then you, you let it rest once you've spun it. You, you let it rest on a, on, a, on a container. And then you two-ply it. You have to two-ply it because you need the shaft to be straight for knitting. Otherwise, it'll go all one way. If it's just one ply, it won't look right. So you have to two-ply it. Then you wash it. Um, and then I put weights on it so it sets it and let it dry. Um, so that's the process of... Uh, and then I knit it and then I design a pattern for whatever breed of dog I'm doing. Um, so I suppose a dog would take 24 hours, but that would be over a couple of days. Do you see? Or two days because you've got to wait yeah. for the process to I work. I get you. And can you do anything with cat hair? Yes. Now, cat oh. hair is completely different to dog. Cat, well, and it's not cat hair, it's cat fur, whereas right. dogs is hair. So yes. even rabbit, I do rabbit as well. Um, it's different, it's fur, it clings. When you spin it, it clings, whereas the hair is more difficult. The, the undercoat is not too bad, with, you know, with the dog hair. But with rabbit, because people will think, oh, it's not very long, because it's not Angora rabbits, I do any rabbit. Um, and cats, it's not always the um, Persian. It can be just an ordinary moggy, you know. Mm. Um, so it's the type, because it's fur, it clings when you spin it. When you spin it round, it yeah. clings, it knits together. It's lovely. It's beautiful. Sounds, it sounds fascinating, Andrea. Well, it's oh, a whole new world you've opened world. up here. I love it. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you're, you speak with passion about it and with great enthusiasm. And um, I'm sure people will find you. That's Andrea Devine, who specialises in spinning dog care. And now we discover... Cat fur and rabbits too. So can a new app actually translate your cat's meows, murmurs, whatever they do, into human language? The app called Meow Talk is from the computer geek, engineer and devoted cat lover, Javier or Javier Sanchez. He's the brains behind Amazon Alexa. He thinks he can make it work. The cat lover, Amanda Patel, one of our favourite columnists, of course, on the Daily Mail, has tested it out on her beloved moggy, Ted Platel. She joins me now. Now, Amanda, I know Ted very well, and he talks to me. Uh, did he talk to you with this app? Uh, yeah, see, well, it, Andrew, it is, it is quite curious. It has, at the moment, it's only got about 12 translations. Um, and so I did what I was supposed to do, you follow him around, um, with, your, with the app under his nose all day. And you know, Ted, you can imagine how he takes that. Yeah. Not very pleased. No. But every time I, um, I recorded one of, his, um, one of his sounds, I recorded him talking. 
almost every time it came back, I am angry. Now, look, you know, Ted, he's the least angry cat in the whole world. Exactly. He's sweet. He's mild-mannered. Not like my two great fat cats that kill everything that moves. (laughs) Your cats are killers. Minnie and Rosie. Yeah. But do they talk a lot too? They do. But I've I've really, I thought about it a lot when I was writing the piece because I I worked out the number of different kind of meows he has. Yeah. I mean, he came down just a little minute ago when I'm working and he looked at me and he gave me this meow which says, I need a pee. That's right. right. So I open the back door, he goes in, he comes in, then he does it, I want to play now. Um, and these are completely different meow, a different one for breakfast, a different one for his treaties at night time. Um, they're just so completely different. And he's a real talker. I mean, he sits at the front door doing little chirpy talks before you turn up in the days when you could. Yeah, exactly. But it's because it, I'm his favourite Uncle Andy. <laughs> you are his favourite Uncle Andy. He adores you. Yeah. But I just think they're such clever creatures. You know, yes. People don't realise that. And, you know, he's he's so clever now that he can even get the treaties out of the treaty bag himself. That's right. You see, you see my issue about this app, Amanda, I don't think you or I, who've had cats for years, decades, in fact, need an app for, for us to know what our moggies are telling us. Because, like you, I know exactly uh, if for some reason there's not food in the bowl, one of them will be pushing me in the legs and meowing <laughs> at my face. And I think, and I say, are, are you hungry? And I go into the kitchen, the bowl is empty. So I knew that. So I don't need an app. But Andrew, they also have. Um, uh, I think that if you don't understand what your cat is saying to you, then you don't. You're, ha- you're not really. You're not really treating them properly. That's right. Because they end up with the most incredible vocabularies. I mean, Ted jumps up in the morning. He doesn't sleep on the bed by choice, um, but he jumps up in the morning, which is this really sweetest little meow. Which is to say, I'm going to have a little cover with you and listen to the Today program, and so he does that, and then. Um, but he just has you such put, a range. You put Ted through the Today programme? How could you do that, Ted? <laughs> why does he, he want li- to he he listen it. to Misha Hussain? Oh, no. But I do. I think you, if you just spend a bit more time listening to them and, and, and listening for the different kind of meows, I mean, like he has a crazy meow when he wants to play, mm. um, which is enough to make you think that you know he's going to tear you to pieces, which he never, of course, does. Uh, and, but I think it's a fantastic idea. Wouldn't we just love to know what our cats were really, really, really saying yeah. and thinking? I think that's right. But what, what I'm still not quite certain about, what, where do you put the, Do you put this app into your phone so then you have to follow it around? Or, does, or can, you, <laughs> can you put it in a... You just download the app onto your phone. Right. And then you, and then it, you basically um, follow your cat around with it. And every time it meows, then it will translate it into something. But I think but it I'm would afraid... be better if you could put it in a collar around their neck. No, they're going to develop, and um, that's what he wants to develop. Ah. He wants to develop a bit like, you know that movie Up, where the dogs have these, these um, a human translating voice boxes around their that's neck. That's right, yeah. Oh, that's, that's what, what he Sanchez wants to do. wants right. to, um, to, to develop um, in the future. But you try putting that on, on Minnie, she would... God, she'd rip you to pieces. Uh, well, I've given up on collars with them with bells on to alert birds <laughs> and foxes because they're off, they're off in three minutes. It's just, um, it's a great idea. And, um, and is Ted forgiving you for following around with the phone, Amanda? Well, he didn't like it very much, I've got to say. And, and I do, you know, we have such lovely conversations. And one of the things I've noticed because I've been working from home now for a year um, is that he just talks so much, Andrew. Yeah. I mean, that even he even has a special, really annoying meow when he wants to be brushed. Now, how clever is that? He's a clever boy. 
he's very clever. <laughs> How old is Ted now, Amanda? I reckon he's about uh, he's about eight, so he's kind of middle aged. Yeah, but you wouldn't think it. I mean, he's just he behaves like a, a skittish little kitten. Um, and Andrew also, you know, when I'm sick, um, you know, I was sick a couple of years ago, really badly sick and in bed a lot. Um, and he never left my side, you know. Mm-hmm. They know. And he follows me around the house the whole time. You know, he's just like a, he's like a little, you know, they say that dogs are the only ones that show you loyalty and, and compassion. It's just not true. Absolutely. Read all about it. Amanda's fine piece <laughs> about Meow Talk. Uh, yeah. And it's from the computer geek and engineer and, of course, cat lover, Javier Sanchez. That's all we've got time for today. I'll be back with more festive highlights and the show will return in full on January the 4th. I'm Andrew Pierce. Have a good evening and good night. Good night.